Hello and welcome to another episode of Que Pasa Hialeah. Hi, my name is Dr. Tony Cruz. I'm the campus president here at the Hialeah campus of Miami-Dade College. And today we have a very special guest with us, a South Florida icon, Ileana Ross Layton. And, um, you know, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today, Ileana. Uh, again, you're a legend here in Miami-Dade County and, and Florida. Uh, you spent almost three decades in the U.S. Congress, uh, one of the senior members of Congress for many years. And uh, I know that you had, uh, you we were in the, in the House here in the Senate in, the, in Florida before, and, uh, but also an educator as well. So many things, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. So again, welcome to the show. It's, it's a privilege to have you here today with us. Well, Tony, I wanna say thank you to you uh, for having me on the show, also for giving me this most awesome t-shirt that I wear with pride. I am MDC Hialeah. Congratulations on being the president of uh, a great campus Thank of uh, Miami-Dade College. And for me, Miami-Dade College is, has a very important spot in my heart. Uh, I graduated from Miami-Dade College South Campus, the mm -hmm. Kendall Campus. Yes. And I think that uh, uh, my dad also went there and my brother did as well. Wow. When my father went there, it was called Miami-Dade Junior College. Right. When I, when I was there, my diploma says Miami-Dade Community College. Mm -hmm. Now it's a four-year institution, Miami-Dade College. It's just incredible. But uh, I loved uh, I loved my years at Miami-Dade College uh, uh, South Campus, I mean, uh, Kendall Campus. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I've been in your campus uh, quite a lot. Hialeah, I did not go to Hialeah, but I got four T-shirts from you. So All right. Well, we really appreciate that support and you wearing the T-shirt and uh, representing the college, the community. It's really, really great. Um, I just wanted, you know, to ask you a few questions and and so, you know, like I know that everyone knows who you are, but I, I think it's great for those of you those that are watching to get to know you a little bit better. Um, and I, I was thinking about some questions to ask you. One of them was, can you tell us a little bit about your youth um, growing up in, in South Florida, uh, your educational background, and maybe your early, earlier career before you got into uh, politics and, and became, you know, and, and got so involved in Congress and things like that? Well, thank you for the opportunity because it is it is right to refresh people's memories because first of all, we have a very uh, um, young community. Some mm -hmm. people have just come from Cuba, from Venezuela, from Colombia, from, from Israel. Uh, they come from all over and maybe sure. they just got here. So even though I was in Congress for almost 30 years and seven years in Tallahassee in the Florida State Legislature, mm -hmm. many people might not know who, who I am, but uh, they've given me this great honor of representing our community for so long. And uh, and it really was the greatest honor of my life. But I did not start out as, as a politician. You know, mm -hmm. when I was at Miami-Dade College, if you had asked me, do you see yourself in Congress? I would say, que? Join el Congreso. What are you talking about? Right. I, was, I was never involved in politics as when I was growing up in student government or student council. Uh, and I think it's wonderful when young people are involved. But yes. I was uh, 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 I was born in Cuba, came to the United States when I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, my parents were my greatest role models. I saw my dad, who already had a degree from the University of Havana, mm -hmm. uh, come to Miami-Dade. Uh, 
then graduated with a bachelor's from the University of Miami. And while working two full-time jobs, wow. my parents were incredible people. Wow. And, and my mom worked at a, at a Miami Beach hotel. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and she would put out the desserts in the cafeteria for the snowbirds who would come down to Miami sure. for the season. And uh, and so they were incredible role models. She would take a couple of buses to go from Little Havana, where I grew up, to mm-hmm. Miami Beach. So my brother and I didn't really have much of an excuse to say, oh, we're too tired. We can, we're not going to do right. homework. We can't do chores because my parents were really incredible people. So even though I didn't grow up in, in a political background in the sense of running for office, mm-hmm. I did grow up in somehow uh, a, a political environment because my parents were very much active in the fight against Castro, in the fight right. for freedom and democracy for my sure. native homeland of Cuba. So we would talk about human rights and elections and multi-party systems and the rule of law and independent press. So I didn't grow up politically in terms of running for office, but I did grow up with human rights being uh, part of our language. Definitely. So, um, I, and I, uh, Miami is my my hometown. It's where I grew up. I went to uh, Southside Elementary in Little Havana and like like all Cubans did. Then we moved to Wachete. Then I went to West Miami <laughs> yeah. Junior High then, and mm-hmm. then Southwest Miami High School, Miami-Dade College. Uh, FIU, where I have my bachelor's and my master's, mm-hmm. and then I got my doctorate in education at the University yes. of Miami. Go Canes! So yeah. I, I love Florida International University. I love Miami-Dade College, and I love the University of Miami. And what I wanted to do was to become a teacher, and I achieved that goal. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was a Florida certified teacher in elementary school and in journalism and English and all kinds of subjects. And uh, and I loved it. And that's all that I thought, wow, becoming a Florida certified teacher doesn't get any better than that. And then my parents and I, we started an elementary school in Hialeah, yeah. in uh, 90 West uh, 11th Street, very south, south Hialeah. Mm-hmm. And I had that for about eight years. But then I got elected to the state house and it was just too difficult to. Uh, and I met my husband there in Tallahassee and he was a state representative as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was just too difficult to have your marriage and children coming up and then having a school. So I sold the school. It's a Lincoln Marti school now in, in mm-hmm. South Hialeah. But education is in my blood. But I never thought that I would end up in Congress. I was not a politician at all. Right. So life has a lot of uh, takes a lot of funny turns. Sure. And I always tell people, be prepared for whatever. Yes. Shut any doors because you might end up doing something you never thought you would do in your life. Definitely. And you're true ambassador of education because uh, obviously you've lived it, right? Uh, yeah. And your own track through, your journey through all those degrees and, and education plus uh, being an educator. So that's a, a great thing that uh, you've contributed, you know, to our to our society and to our community. Uh, you know, you, you, you had a very storied uh trajectory in, uh, of your own in Congress. You know, you were, like I said, almost, uh, you said three decades in, yeah. in, in Congress, U.S. Congress. And so that's a lot. I mean, it's a long time and, and a lot of things that are accomplished during that time. And I know you've always been a defender of freedom and, and anti-communist and done a lot of things to, to support this, the, the community yeah. here. People have come here from all places, right? Seeking freedom from a lot of Latin American countries that have been overthrown over the years by dictators. Um, give us an, something that I know you've probably done many, many things that you're, you're proud of, but what do you think is your most, 
your, your, your the one accomplishment that you'd like to talk about today? Well, that's a great question. I would say, first of all, in, in my time as a state legislator, uh, my proudest uh, achievement was that I co-founded the Florida Prepaid Tuition Program ah, along big. with uh, Curtis Peterson, a uh, state senator from the Lakeland area. He's passed away a long time ago. But when we created it, Tony, we never thought it would be as successful as, as it has been now. Mm -hmm. We're very proud of that. Yes. Uh, more than a million young people, including our our, our seven grandchildren and the mm -hmm. eighth one coming in September are, are uh, part of the Florida prepaid tuition program. And then in Congress, I would say uh, passing immigration reform bills. We have a very wonderful immigration community here, immigrant mm -hmm. community, and we worked on uh, temporary protected status for Haitians, for mm -hmm. Venezuelans. I passed the NECA Act to get tougher sanctions against Daniel Ortega, sure. more freedom to the people of Nicaragua, and mm -hmm. also the Helms-Burton legislation, which I did with uh, uh, with Lincoln Diaz-Balard and, and Bob Menendez and Bob Torricelli, such mm -hmm. good people, and uh, and that's uh, putting a lot of sanctions on the on the Castro regime and giving more more freedom, hopefully, to the Cuban people. Yes. So I was always on the Foreign Affairs Committee, and Foreign Affairs is uh, is part of my DNA, and yes. uh, I love serving the people. So constituent work is also something I was very proud of, Tony. Right. We help people with social security cases, immigration cases, passports, you name it, and uh, helping people was what I love the most. Well, the, the, all that is very impressive. Uh, you know, it's like, and, and my, both of my kids uh, use the Florida prepaid and both college yeah. graduates. So that's a really great thing. Uh, and, and all these, um, I guess, opportunities that we've had over the years to help immigrants come to this country and then again, fight for their freedom in their own homeland. So you thank you. Thank you for, for, for being that uh, steward of, of, been a of labor of love and really great. And, you know, so those are great accomplishments. Obviously any, anybody that's been uh, in public office would love to tout those accomplishments. Um, but I think it's also tough, you know, it's a tough job at times. Um, what do you think was the most difficult decision or issue that maybe you had to face as a legislator over the, over the course of those years? An excellent question. Tony, I would say that every time I had to vote to send our uh, men and women in uniform overseas to fight a war, mm -hmm. uh, that those were tough votes. I yes. always felt good about the way I voted. Uh, and in fact, my, my stepson and daughter-in-law were Marine officers. Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter-in-law served uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan. My uh, stepson served in Iraq. Uh, they served together. It was the first yeah. husband and wife team, uh, and they wow. they flew F-18 Hornets and and uh, dropped bombs and and uh, did a lot of good work. But I always I always prayed a lot before I cast those votes because uh -huh. they're tough votes. So um, I did it many times. You know, in the Iraq War, the Afghanistan War. Yeah. You know, when you when you make that commitment to send our our best and brightest. Uh, in harm's way, it's a it's a tough vote, even if even if you agree with the mission. So I would yeah. say that every time I had to cast that vote, it was a tough vote. Yes, I can understand that. A lot of uh, a lot is heavy heart sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The things that you have to those tough decisions that have to be made. So, um, you know, in the course of your life, you've you've probably had many people, and you had mentioned your father uh, being somebody you admired a great deal, and maybe that's the person you admire the most. 
who who would you say is the person you admire the most and how they impacted your life? Well, I would say that uh, in terms of in terms of politics, um, somebody like Gene Kirkpatrick. I know mm -hmm. the young people listening to us that don't even know who that would be, yeah. who that is, but she was an intellectual giant who yes. believed very much in favor of democracy and freedom and human rights. Mm -hmm. She helped the Cuban community very much. She was our our uh, our ambassador in the United Nations, mm -hmm. and she spoke. Boy, when she spoke, she spoke with with great authority about yes. American principles of freedom. Uh, so she has always been, um, she's passed away a long time ago, someone I admired. Margaret Thatcher, I never got to know her, but she was the British prime minister and, you know, an iron lady. She really uh, had a great relationship with President Ronald Reagan, someone mm -hmm. I respected as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, so he's another hero of mine. Mm -hmm. And and also, um, in my, I'm a Republican, but I'm I work in a very bipartisan manner. Mm -hmm. uh, Abraham Lincoln is uh, is a standout American hero. Sure. And the Civil War, he he went through really tough times, and uh, and he brought our country together. Uh, so he's he's a, a hero of mine as well. And uh, and I would say Teddy Roosevelt because he was a Republican president, but he was a conservationist. He was uh, he believed in protecting the environment. And I hope that as Republicans, we get back to that legacy of protecting the environment. And mm -hmm. I hope we get back to uh, being normal Republicans instead of somebody out in the fringes. Yes. Well, all those people you mentioned are definitely role models for anyone. And uh, like you said, some people some people. Well, may not remember some people, some of those individuals, but definitely I remember all those individuals and and the impact that you know they've had in our society. Well, you're a young man, but an old soul. I am. I I remember all those people. Even as a little kid, I used to watch a lot of things on television. You know, a lot of a lot of political things that probably no kid would was watching when they were eight or nine. And you know what, Tony, you can learn from anybody. It doesn't have to be somebody with whom you agree. Right. It could be a different philosophy and a different party, but you know, you could. Everybody's got an interesting story. Yes. And if you're open to to what you can learn from them, mm -hmm. it'll stand you well. For example, I served with a real hero of mine, John Lewis. John Lewis was mm -hmm. a member of Congress from Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. He passed away not too long ago. Yeah. This man walked with Martin Luther King, mm -hmm. uh, an amazing, amazing person. And he had his, uh, you know, his, his face and his uh, head smashed mm -hmm. by uh, segregationists, by racists and uh right. And he never, and he was always proud of his service, but always ha happy and hopeful. And yes. you can learn a lot of lessons from everyday heroes. Definitely, I agree with you. So, you know, as really my last question for you is, um, what words of wisdom do you have for our college students today? You know, and, and our college students, again, range in age, right? We have people, we have individuals that are coming here when, you know, we have some dual enrollment students that come here when they're in high school. We have students that come here when we're right out of high school at 18, but we also have students that are 35, 40, 45 and trying to- I know that. To, right, trying to continue with their education, making sure that they have more opportunities. So what words of wisdom do you have for our students? I would say to them, be open to new experiences. Don't say no, because you never know what that opportunity will lead to something else and will lead to something else. And here, you never know where you're going to end up. I never thought I'd be a member of Congress. I didn't even know really what a member of Congress did. 
And right. here I was one for, for so many years. So be open to new experiences. Don't say no, unless it's something illegal. Do say no to those. Right. But the, and that you can learn from, from everyday people. You can learn from your cleaning lady, your pool man, the bank teller, or a CEO of a major corporation. Don't think you have to be a big shot to, uh, to, to give words of wisdom. And also, Tony, my last bit of advice is, yeah. is practice kindness. You never know what a difficult situation someone in front of you is, is confronting. And maybe, maybe they didn't answer you in a very good way and it wasn't very respectful, but you don't know what that person has been through. So, so yeah. practice kindness and always practice the golden rule. Treat others as you would like to be treated. I like it when somebody's nice to me and I try yes. to be nice to everybody. But if they're not nice, you know, maybe there's something that was bugging them that day. Don't judge so harshly because you're going to be judged as well. Sure. So be kind and be patient. Well, those are great words of wisdom. And uh, again, thank you so much, Ileana, for joining us today on Kipata Hialeah. Tony, te quiero tanto. Estoy tan orgullosa de todo lo que estás haciendo in the Hialeah campus. And I love Miami-Dade College Hialeah. Yeah, baby. Gracias, Ileana. And again, um, thank you all for joining us today on this episode of Que Pasa Hialeah. And we look forward to seeing you next time on Que Pasa Hialeah.